Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from Friends You Can Trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, we talk about some film news, and we recommend what to watch. Uh, we've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation with relevant cinema. Uh, I'm Derek Thiel. Today I'm here with Nick Moffat. Hey, yo. How you doing? Good. I'm excited to talk about um, Black Widow, a yeah. bunch of spiders. Spiders are crawling up my walls, and the MCU is back in theaters. Yeah. So, excited about all this. It's been been a long time. It kind of feels like they're they're like the the harbinger of like box office. Like they're <laughs> like after like with Black Widow's like made decent, you know, pretty good money, and it's like. If when once they roll into town, it's like floodgates are open. I feel like now for movies to really, hopefully, be yeah, back like, at the box office. You know? Do we need to keep talking about whether or not movies are back? <laughs> no, you no, know, it's no, it's yeah. Well, it, no, no it, but it, it just it, feels it, like. I didn't mean to like cut you off with that co- that topic. I meant like you're you're right. Like it's like is now that Marvel's back and they did well. Is it just like okay, movies are back? Everyone knows it. You know, what I mean, I feel like five weeks ago or six weeks ago when we did a quiet place, mm-hmm. I was talking about how I got my hair cut and the woman that cut my hair didn't know that movie theaters were back open. Right. And now that now that fast and furious did really well. And then Marvel did really well. And everyone knows that Marvel's back. Then, yeah. you know, everyone knows the movie theaters are back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the bigger question at this point is like, are people going to go see movies that aren't billion dollar movies or movies that should, you know, quote unquote, make a billion dollars? Yeah. Um, are sure. people going to go and see the smaller movies at this point? But, Man, I hope so. Like, it's yeah, a good opportunity to showcase some of those movies. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was just talking to a friend of the show, Cal, about this, about how um, who knows? That's like the big, you know, who knows mm-hmm. if that'll happen. But like either way. Um, One thing I love about movies is just the history that's behind movies. You know, right now where we're at, there's like a big question mark about mid-range budget movies. Like the movies that are coming out in theaters are either huge blockbusters or the small indies that are getting propped up. Mm. And uh, the mid-range ones are are gone. But that doesn't mean they won't come back someday. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Film has such an ingrained history into our culture that like there's been ebbs and flows for as long as there's been film history for 150 years. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, it's just cool. I'm, I'm really excited about, I don't know, seeing where, where film goes. Yeah. Well, and I think we're kind of lucky that, I mean, lucky, I don't know, but it, it'll be nice. Like there's just gonna be, there's so many movies coming out the rest of these next six months, you know, uh, lots of opportunities. So. Holy crap. That is so true. It just, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh yeah so this so with black widow that's the beginning well it's the first you know it's the return to theaters for marvel and it's the first film in their phase four slate of uh movies that were supposed to be coming out these last two years and they're all gonna kind of kind of flood out here i think we get three more before december so yeah how uh, weird is that (laughs) so we had uh we had endgame and then spider-man in 2019 and then no new marvel movies and phase four started with the tv shows yeah which have been like you know really i think kind of tying people people over at least i know me and you have been eating them up and 
you know, WandaVision was so exciting and refreshing and just like, like having that, that kind of, you know, this kind of story told on this different medium um, and being able to tell it like slower and have more time to sit in it, like I think is really, really benefiting them. Um, same with Falcon Winter Soldier and now Loki, like these are all part of their phase four story that they're building and uh, I don't know like so far you know hanging out with Loki for five episodes in like this weird like sci-fi like dimensional story has been like a blast for me it's just like there's no way they could have done these kind of stories on uh, in a film you know at least not like you know they couldn't spend 45 minutes like just on Loki's like backstory or you know building out this the TVA and all these different characters you know they'd all have to be kind of chopped up and you know. totally totally it's it's unbelievable and honestly the, this whole rollout of season 4 has just deepened my respect for the MCU and I you know I know the MCU is not for everybody they're doing broad filmmaking um which you know some people just easily dismiss but i feel like you have to respect their their strategy that they that they've created here you know i was i was skeptical of season of phase four oh, you yeah, know I was, what are they gonna do after endgame you know like what how are they gonna go how are they gonna keep people interested and uh you know the pivot to tv has been so so smart you know the how they embraced the tv format with uh um WandaVision, you know, totally like parodying sitcoms, but then yeah. using it to tell like a story about grief. So, so smart. Like that, that was one of my favorite MCU things. And it's like, I just want more of that. You know, yeah. I, I had qualms with Falcon Winter Soldier, um, but yeah. there was like one episode in there. Like, I think it was the second to last episode, like that episode alone and what they did with uh, the character building and like the, themes and the issues that the characters are dealing with like that made the show totally worth it for me like 100 percent. yeah like this it's just they've they've done such a great job at um at like uh really making these uh phase four at least um character driven you know i'm at this point yeah, i'm just sure. kind of like uh the action uh whatever you know I, I don't i don't really care too much about the action these days with with marvel but they're doing such a great job at really embracing the characters and um and driving them forward yeah i mean it kind of feels like the reins are kind of let off a little bit with these two like that maybe it's just not having to worry about the box office and and you know like trying to please like chinese audience and american audiences and like finding this weird middle ground they're more just like what would these characters do like how can we make this like work and make these characters feel authentic and not like they're you know toys that they're trying to sell us or anything like that and, totally uh, totally yeah i think it's paying off really well it, i i kind of feel it in the in you know we'll get more into black widow but i kind of feel like black widow might be kind of the a sign that they're kind of moving in that same direction with the movies as well, which I'm hoping, but um, we'll get into that a little bit later. But. Yeah. I mean, I'm really curious about the next few movies. Of course, you know, the, the directors are really interesting. It's crazy that Chloe Zhao is doing a Marvel movie. So yeah. going from no man land to uh, a Marvel movie. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's very possible that phase four's movies are going to be just as interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I think one interesting thing that Marvel's doing right now, I can't remember if we've talked about it on podcast or not, but I keep I keep being this drum that Marvel is currently going back and fixing their problems. They're like retrofitting um, their failures. Yeah. You know, WandaVision was like a rewrite uh, to make Age of Ultron more important. Um, you know, Falcon Wear Soldier certainly makes uh, like... Um, some of the stuff that happens with uh, Falcon more 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 relevant, right. but um, I think Black Widow kind of does the same thing, mm-hmm. um, not completely, but you know I think one of the you know criticisms of Black Widow maybe not as a movie but like as you know wh- whatever you know what it is is the time that came out like this movie should have came out years ago you know mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a spoiler to say that Black Widow takes place after Civil War. But, um, you know, Civil War as a movie, Civil War, the movie came out in 2016. And so it's like we're we're dealing with this character story that, you know, was already is already like five years ago. Yeah. And then, you know, we all know what happens to Scarlet. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Black <laughs> Widow at the end of Endgame. Um, Endgame. Yeah. Not the end of Endgame, in the middle of Endgame. Yeah. But um, it's like. Uh, I just think it's interesting that you know they they didn't like. I feel like all of us are thinking Black Widow deserved a solo movie like years ago. You yeah. know, around the same time Wonder Woman came out, mm-hmm. like Black Widow should have had like a solo s- hero movie around the same time as the first Wonder Woman. How come there's two Wonder Woman movies before Black Widow even gets her first movie? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that. Marvel, you know, they're kind of uh, cautious about it. I don't know. They, you know, I think objectively Wonder Woman isn't, is a bigger character than Black Widow. But um, I think that now that the movie came out, it's like, yeah, we might be talking about it now that like right in this moment that it's like weird that this movie exists right now. But like in five years, you know, on Disney Plus, they're going to have this movie slated in in the you know MCU chronological order, right. and you know our kids are going to watch Marvel starting with Iron Man and watch Black Widow right after Civil War. Yeah, they're never going to know. It's, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's just going to be like slotted where it's supposed to be slotted. So, like again, I feel like this is them like, you know, kind of just <laughs> fixing the past a little bit. They're like yeah. filling in the gaps. Yeah, no, Which I totally makes it agree. awkward in this moment, but in the future, I I would argue it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, de- it definitely like tucks nicely in between those films, um, from beginning to end. On this movie, I feel like they they made it pretty clear like where we are at the beginning of this movie and where we are at the end of this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it was probably for that reason. You know, they kind of maybe even overstate it in the movie so that we understand like this is back then. So when you watch it again and yeah, in a couple of years, when you do your MC, MCU watch through, you'll understand where to put it and where to watch it. Totally. Totally. I mean, yeah, that whole part was pretty funny because like pretty early on in the movie, she picks up some hair dye and she like looks yeah. at it, starts opening the box and then she like gets a phone call or something and she's like, oh, actually, I'll put the hair dye down. And then at the end of the movie, she's, she's blonde. She yeah. used the hair dye. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I didn't even get that at the beginning. I didn't get it until the end. I was like, oh, 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 okay, I get it. <laughs> she had a different look in Infinity War, yeah. that's right. <laughs> All right, so. well, let's jump into the movie itself. Um, cool. So the film's Black Widow. 
It was directed by Kate Shortland, um, who also directed a movie we've reviewed on this podcast. I think you you reviewed it. It was uh, Berlin Syndrome. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about that a few years back for Horror Movie Month. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty twisted. Yeah. Like, that's it was a pretty deep psychological horror. And, um, like, it's interesting that she went from that to this. And I would actually say that there are some themes that cross-pollinate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, from what I understand of that movie, I can totally, I can totally see, like, links, you know. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's a, it's a movie about like, you know, psychological abuse and like manipulation and like deep rooted, like, uh, like, you know, um, just like how being psychologically tormented can totally change who you are. And, mm. um, yeah, there's That's also what this kidnapping. movie's about too. <laughs> That's like, yeah, totally. Um, exactly. One of the prime <clears throat> primary themes. Um, so it stars Scarlett Johansson, uh, also Florence Pugh. Rachel Weiss and David Harbour. Uh, the plot description is after the events of Civil War, Natasha Romanoff decides to take a break and disappear for a while, only to get pulled back into the world of the Red Room from which she was raised. She teams up with her lost sister, Elena Belova, to bring the tyrannical organization down. Yeah. Heck yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I. Overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was like, it was, it was kind of what I was hoping it would be, which is kind of like a James Bondy, like Jason Bourne kind of action movie, you know, um, you know, we know she's a spy and we've, that's always kind of been the, the story and lore around black widows that she's just the super spy. Um, and so, you know, it, it definitely follows like kind of the tropey, um, uh, beats of one of those films um but i think it worked really well and i think the action was really fun and well choreographed um <clears throat> the stuff i really really liked about the movie honestly though was a lot of just like the when the characters got to kind of sit down and just and just talk um there's a lot of there's a lot going on and a lot of complicated like relationships between these this family of sorts and um, yeah i was gonna say the same thing derek i just wanted to like to, yeah i thought this movie was like surprising in a lot of ways yeah you know there was uh first of all i enjoyed it way more than i thought i was going to mm -hmm. and i'm a you know, i'm same. a big marvel guy i just didn't you know i've been skeptical about how much i would actually enjoy a black widow movie this entire time yeah. and it turned out i liked it way more than i thought but um a big part of that is what you're saying is the scenes where they're just hanging out and they're kind of sorting through uh, family issues and they're sitting around tables and they're uh, sitting on airplanes and they're just like sitting in living rooms mm -hmm. and just talking <laughs> and dealing with stuff. And it's fascinating. It's hilarious. Um, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to like a sitcom, which I don't know if it's really like a sitcom, mm -hmm. especially in the same way that WandaVision is, but right. it certainly was funny. I've seen a lot of comparisons to the Americans TV show um which i haven't seen it's like really really highly praised but um apparently it's a similar kind of plot um like dynamic between characters like um you know like a russian built uh infiltration plan thing yeah totally. um, i i want to say too like after you know not seeing a marvel movie in theaters for a long time the 
opening like 15 minutes of this movie like sold me so hard on it like i was so into the opening like 15 minutes all the way through the credits i was like almost in tears at like how excited i was getting for the movie to like, Eric, really start i agree completely 100 percent. especially i know we both saw the dolby screen so yeah. the, you know the dolby screen definitely enhances it but yeah. dude i was flipping the f out <laughs> in the opening scene um yeah. we just like talk about it for a minute yeah um, for sure like Gosh, is it spoilery to talk about it? Um, it's yeah. just so shocking, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, um, it's yeah. very light spoilers. It's the beginning okay, of the so movie, we'll talk, so we'll talk about it. It's the first yeah. fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, dude, like, so the movie, you know, it starts and they're in Ohio, and it's like, okay, that's probably Scarlett Johansson as a kid. Okay, Rachel Weisz is her dad. David Harbor's or sorry, Rachel Weisz is her mom. David Harbor's her dad. Yeah. She kind of has this like edge to her, and she's got this little sister who's like really little, like yeah. four years old or five years old, right? Like real little, and it's like, you know, they're all just like living their suburban life. David Harbor comes home, and he's got this face of like. All right, uh, shit's going down. He like tells his wife like we gotta go, and they they go, you know. And how movies are, you're like totally you're like go, on shit. on his side, yeah, you know. You're yeah. like you're like yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go. And then you know they're they're like there's this like really beautiful moment where they turn on uh, American Pie, the song, and they're like listening to it, and they're seeing like scenes of America pass them by, and you just know that they're never gonna see it again. And it's fine, you know. It's it's cheesy, but it's like you know it it's like what what makes it good yeah, you know it's yeah. you have to put that in there and then they have this like again they're an airplane and then the cops roll up and david harbour gets out and he like flips over a car and <laughs> you're like, like okay <laughs> okay yeah. he's a superhero or something <laughs> yeah but a uh, superhuman or whatever yeah. and then you know they they get away and uh it's super intense like they like rachel weiss gets shot like Scarlett Johansson really has a kid ends up flying the plane. Yeah, yeah, it's a harrowing escape. But then they end up going to Cuba, and like everything flips. You know, I, this was like so jarring to me and <laughs> incredibly upsetting in the theater. Like I yeah. was like I was pretty shaken by it. Yeah. Like David Harbor immediately is like, "I'm not their dad. I'm an asshole. Like I'm just like a fucking dude who's a spy." And that's that whole time being in Ohio that sucked. <laughs> and like Rachel Wise is like bleeding out. They like pour her into a like a train and take her away and it's just like it's just like just the walls are crumbling on these kids lives and yeah. the five-year-old she has no idea what's going on and scarlett johansson you can tell or black widow you know you can tell that she's like trying to protect her sister and she's like like she knew this was she, coming you, eventually yeah you know she knew it was happening and you know the her sister had no idea and it's just like you know, it's like you were rooting for them to get to get out, and yeah. then they they get to their they get to their location, and it's like, oh, they had been spies the whole time, and oh, they're actually gonna like get you know knocked out with a shot in their neck, and then be taken away as like slaves or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like the mood flipped so quick, yeah. <laughs> it was so horrifying and like super jarring, but like it worked like in a in a good way. It yeah. was like they pull you in and then they shatter it yeah. you know it was it's just oh. really really solid like filmmaking and to really like start the movie off that way it was just like what a way to prime the audience for like what we're doing you know 
that was and then awesome. the opening credit sequence with that slowed down version of smells like teen spirit mm-hmm. you know i mean it's kind of overplayed to uh do you know pop songs slow but eh, it worked for me yeah uh yeah yeah it didn't bother me at all honestly i thought it felt the mood it fit the mood really well and uh, it was fun so um but yeah so from there i was just really sold on it i was just like i think even now just like going over it again it's just like man what a what an opening (laughs) what a ballsy opening you know just and it's kind of out of you know just most marvel movies just don't take a risk like that uh, especially in the opening you know a lot of them you know they're known they're known for being kind of middle ground movies that try to you know they, they like to play it safe when they have to and um, it was cool to cool to see them like just be fine with like let's try to just like really get some cool storytelling that you know in ways we haven't done before and um, yeah so that worked for me um, Taskmaster was a uh, kind of the big villain that was sold um, for this movie. And I know he's a big fan favorite from the comics. Um, so that was really exciting seeing him in here and uh, seeing what they wanted to, what they decided to do with the character, which we can get into later in spoilers. But um, yeah, they looked really awesome and that was really fun. Um, yeah, that was a good bad guy. I mean, like yeah. faceless for most of it, yeah. um, but just like unstoppable in a interesting way. Like mm-hmm. they just Taskmaster just basically moved in the exact same way that all the Avengers did. Yeah, like all of them, like through the shield, like Captain America, and uh, you know, shot arrows like Hawkeye. It was just, but it like was... exact movements. Yeah, and I was trying to explain him to uh, my friend that I saw the movie with before the movie started. I was like, he, he, like he's in hand-to-hand combat he's basically unbeatable um there's nobody that he can't match their movements and everything so it's like until you get into the superpowered superheroes he's pretty much impossible to kill unless you have like some master plan set up you know um and so that's kind of why he's a fan favorite because he's just like he's so cool (laughs) he can just like beat everybody and uh but he doesn't really have any real like power powers you know so Mm -hmm um yeah and the all the fight scenes with them was really cool and um florence Pugh was really really great in it um and she's always great and everything but um it's cool to see her in like an action role i haven't seen her do action before and you know we've you know at this point scarlett johansson's kind of an action hero i feel like she's done a lot of solo action movies herself and everything and florence Pugh is totally like right there with her keeping up with all the cool fight scenes and stuff like that um yeah Florence she's great she's like quickly becoming one of my favorite actresses yeah. like to the point where like i uh, i want to see everything that she's in yeah you know i mean i was pretty much sold like three years ago when uh she was in fighting with my family and midsummer in the oh, same year yeah. and i was like that's the same person what right. but then it's not just those two movies like every movie then she was in little women and she was unrecognizable in that movie too right. and it's like every one of her performances has been dramatically different yeah but equally like impressive and uh, yeah she's just so charismatic just like constantly every time she talks yeah. um, she's in a smaller movie the first thing i saw her in was a smaller movie called uh lady macbeth mm-hmm. and it was really dark it was like a small indie and she was really good in that too and then it was like years later where i was like what 
midsummer fighting with my family <laughs> and Lady Macbeth. Like this 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 actress. Yeah. She's just she just has it. Yeah. And everyone else is really great in it too. Um David Harbour. It, it's cool to see him and you know, he's just been like a guy that's been in movies for a long time. Um, but it's cool to see him like getting these bigger roles because he's also just really great. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like his career kind of took off a little bit more after uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, right? for sure, yeah. And uh, then we saw him in something recently. He's got um, some more starring roles. He was in like Hellboy and right. um, I don't know, some other things. Oh, he was just in that new Steven Soderbergh movie. That right, just came he out. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. And he was good in that. But yeah, this movie was like the best I had ever seen. Like I was thoroughly impressed with his performance in this movie. Yeah. Like I said, he like became a dick, like immediately, mm-hmm. like a different person. Like, like obviously a he was switch. Like... like he's literally talking to them. Like they're his kids and stuff. And he stands up and he's not their father anymore. Like he's, yeah. He, and he's guy. talking with this thick Russian accent. And he's yeah. just like a total douchebag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you hate him, yeah. you hate him. And then, like, and I don't know if we should talk about this in sport, you know, they end up reuniting with him and he is like so charismatic and you know they 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 get him they like break him out of this prison because they want to um use him to find the bigger bad guy and uh supposedly this is the first time you know it's it's Florence Pugh and it's Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson it's like you know their sisters or you know, from that family, and they're breaking him out. This is supposedly the first time seeing him since he, like, portrayed them, um, I'm assuming. And uh, he's, like, he's immediately just, like, so happy to see them. He's, like, my family's back. And they're, like, you are not our family. You, yeah. like, totally betrayed us. And he just the whole time is, like, nah, I love you guys. Like, I've <laughs> always loved you. That love was real. I just also love Ru- I loved Russia. But, yeah. you know, then he starts going on about how, like, that guy – the big boss betrayed him and you're like i don't know if i believe you because you totally dick these guys over but yeah. also you're like weirdly charismatic and i want to believe you and you're hilarious yeah and like he was a, apparently a superhero back in like the 80s right yeah he was like, like a Russia's answer to captain america kind of. yeah he was the red the red menace or something like oh, the red um shoot. he had a name uh the red something but uh, at some point he puts on his old costume. He like squeezes into it. And he's clearly like much heavier and he like zips it up all the way. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, check it out. Then he's just sitting at the dinner table, like in this ridiculous costume. Yeah. And he's keeps talking, telling stories about how he fought Captain America back in the eighties, which he should have been frozen then. Right. <laughs> but you know, you can't help but wonder like, is he just like full of shit or is it that, like maybe Captain America was around because like we know in Endgame he like you know had to return the Red Guardian the that's his name. Red Guardian that's it Red Guardian so he he had to return all the stuff right and um, the Infinity Stones like, did he run so into maybe <laughs> maybe they did actually like fight or something but you know it's but he's kind of like know, he kind of takes on the persona of like uh like an out of touch celebrity kind of thing is the way I kind of view that that character at least immediately because like you know he's in jail and like everyone's like the red guardian you know and they're all like arm wrestling and stuff and i think he just like he think he like has that ego yeah of like these you know like a you know super famous person that doesn't really care about how how he affects other people and stuff and yeah uh, they did a good job at like actually 
uh, you know, pulling an arc out of that though too, like by the end of the movie. Yeah, um, and it was for sure. Really well done. I mean, I was laughing so hard, Derek, when uh, like you know they they broke him out and he's such a dick and they're so mad at him and they like you know they're trying to find Rachel Wise, they're trying to find the mom character and they like you know land the they're like looking for her, they're on their feet now and he's like, hey, uh, Black Widow, let me talk to you for a sec, Natasha, and he like pulls her aside and he's like, so. uh did Captain America ever talk about me? And she's like, what are you talking about? We all know you're full of crap. He's like, no, I, I fought Captain America. Did he ever bring me up? Because yeah. I want to know. And they're like, just, 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 just stop talking. Yeah. And I, just, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get over it. But, no, he you know, I really funny. I also, you know, I wanted to bring up too how like this whole family dynamic was like so, was so interesting. And it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before because, mm. And they were like a fake family and like technically in the movie they were only a family for three years but like they play their parts so well that they like they believed it they lived it um and even though the betrayal happened like all of them like felt it like all of them felt the family and then when they all got back together the dynamics all came back just like how families do like every mm-hmm. family has those dynamics that like zing zang across the uh, across the table and yeah um one touch that I just wanted to bring up was how uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, when they first bumped into her, um, there was like sexual tension between her and David Harbour <laughs> yeah. like, immediately. And like, again, like they, they weren't a real married couple. Like, they didn't really love each other, but both of them were like, oh yeah, look at you. Look at you. And it was yeah. like, whoa, like this is, this is like, this is kind of hot. Like these two yeah. are like, they're feeling it, you know, it was just, very very fun in that way well and it was like he's like this slubby like you know big beard like kind of big belly and everything at this point but like they kind of like yeah those performances really sold like a love for each other immediately like just by him walking in and that like presentation of himself is like not attractive at all but she like could not help but like yeah like there's something there between them even though there wasn't really anything there it just which is kind of sweet you know it kind of like feels good to see that sweet (laughs) and then they kind of they kind of like bring that dynamic back like they don't gloss over it though either because they kind of bring it back to reality when florence p was like that was like real for me like you were my dad you were my mom right right like scarlett johansson's character Black Widow had like buried all of that like so far and she was like yeah. that family was not real even though like you know we know that she's kind of BSing because we saw like the flashback early on yeah. and we saw like her like take the little pictures like you know we know that she like cared about her sister mm-hmm. even though she was going I didn't care about any of you yeah like um you know then you know there so there's all this like back and forth and goes to Florence Pugh who's like that was real for me that was really messed up I didn't know and she just like lays it all out there she was like they took me away they brainwashed me I had to kill people like like I didn't know who I was like I suffered abuse like and it just like got quiet and it was like wow the abuse was real you know and that was another thing I really respected about this movie was that they didn't they didn't shy away from um going into like the details and the the brutality of the abuse that these spies had to go through right you know they um but like in a way that they were able to like deal with it too not just in a gratuitous like look how crazy this was it was like yeah they they worked they actually worked through it 
or at least yeah. you know, began to. Well, and there's like this thing that like firefighters do, you know, where um, uh, people who are in emergency type situations, um, they often joke uh, about the disgusting, horrible, mm. tragic things that they see just because they need to cope with it. Right. Gallows so they, humor. Like, yeah, it's like a lot of firefighters have extremely dark sense of humor just because of having to figure out some way to cope with it. And I think the movie kind of um, did that in a, in a, in a way. You know, mm. there's there's another scene after they save David Harbour's character where um, they're flying away and uh, there are, Florence Pugh's character like mm. snaps at him. <laughs> and she, he's like, what, is this your time of the month? And she's like, actually, I don't have a time in the month because they took out my ovaries. You know, mm-hmm. they went inside and they cut out all the things that and she goes into detail on it. Like she <laughs> doesn't shy away from going into detail on like what that looks and sounds like. He kind of freaks out for a second. And it's kind of like it's kind of a funny like scene, though, because she's not like she's not playing it like, woe is me. She's just like, matter of fact, matter of fact. And also, mm-hmm. I'm saying this to fuck with you, right. you know, and um it's like a really interesting character moment. And yeah. also like this, they, again, like they didn't shy away from talking about like the real, um, you know, shit that, um, they're dealing with. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And like that, that dynamic, I think of all those characters was like, you know, that was like the, the, the bulk of i think the enjoy i mean i I like the whole movie but like that stuff was really really important to me like and it really like it worked so well like i could have watched their family like be a family for a while um like if they had their own show even or something but um um yeah that was like the the really big heart of the movie and i think that whole dynamic is what really really held the whole movie together um and it was really impressively done. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into like some more spoilery stuff? Talk about. Well, that's very good. We can probably jump right into spoilers at this point. Not right into. We've been talking for a while, yeah. but yeah, we can go into spoilers. Okay. So from this point on, there should be spoilers. So if you have not seen Black Widow, go rent it on Disney Plus or go to your theater and check it out. Um, uh, it's definitely worth worth the cost. So. Um, I guess, uh, the first spoilery thing I'd like to get into is Taskmaster. Talk a little about, um, what they decided to do with that character. Um, there, I guess I, I kind of just totally forgot about, there's like a, what's the the city that they went and visited? Um, where she runs into Florence Pugh, Belarus, Belarus. There, apparently that's like an incident that's been talked about in the MCU since like the first Avengers or something. Um, and it's been about, it's like what happened in Belarus with Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow. And I guess this movie paid that off. I didn't know. I didn't, I guess I just forgot. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Um, but like the incident was that Black Widow, um, who she was trying to bring down the guy that runs the red room uh, which they introduced in um, Age of Ultron as her backstory. It's kind of like where she was brainwashed and trained and all that stuff and why she is the way she is. Um, she tried to bring him down, and uh, she had ended up sacrificing his daughter um, in order to ensure that he'd be at that location. She, like, blew him up or whatever. 
turns out yeah, she, she didn't was pretty, do that. But. Yeah, she was pretty shaken, shaken up about it. You know, she, yeah. um, you know, when Florence Pugh was like, "That guy's still alive," she was like, "No, that's impossible. I yeah. killed him, and I killed his daughter. That's yeah. how I know." Yeah. And that's like kind of the weight she carries uh, through this movie. And personally, I think it paid off really well. It um, towards uh, like in the kind of I guess the pre climatic climactic fight scene they have like this uh dramatic moment where it's her confronting that guy that runs the red room and he reveals that uh his daughter lived but she was so like badly injured they had to like cybernetically you know fuse her brain to her spine and all that stuff and injected a chip um to which he can kind of control which uh, he has like implanted in everyone, or it's like some serum or something that's in all the Black Widows. That part was kind of vague to me. I didn't fully understand what was inside them, or if it was just like a brain thing. But he has some. He has a, he has a way of controlling them. Um, the reveal is that Taskmaster is his daughter. And he's been, like, building her to be this, like, ultimate killing machine thing that can fight anyone. Uh, yeah. She's kind of like his bodyguard. And he sends out on super important missions and stuff like that. Um, but that worked for me. I thought that payoff was actually, um, it was a cool twist. It was, like, it definitely didn't see it coming. Um, and it was one of those things. It was, like, how are they going to explain Taskmaster? Because he's, like, borderline supernatural in the comics. He's, like this monstrous person um and to find a in canon way that like doesn't break the universe was i thought that was a cool way and it paid off her story you know she came face to face with like the demons that's been really haunting her throughout the film and uh, yeah i liked yeah. i liked that payoff a lot i thought that worked. i agree i liked it a lot too and um i i I guessed that's where it was going just because I was kind of like narrowing down the characters and possibilities of who it could have been. Like you mm. knew there was going to be a reveal and I was like, it's yeah. probably his daughter. But yeah. then um, I really liked how it worked as like how it fit in with Black Widow and how Black Widow was, you know, she was, she was shook that she yeah. killed that little girl. Like she was carrying that like her whole life. And then you know that her being alive still it was kind of like okay i have a moment of redemption and she ended up getting locked in in like a cage and i mean the whole ending was like people keep i keep seeing that people keep saying it's like yeah the movie's good until the ending where it just becomes pure marvel and i i can't really argue that the ending is like they're in like a flying city <laughs> and then it crashes yeah you know but you know i i was pretty i was pretty good with the end set piece you know it's all whatever but yeah. Um, she's locked in the in a cell like she can't get out the taskmaster and black window lets her out and uh you know then kind of releases her from the um the spell like knowing that she's probably gonna then, attack her yeah so she attacks her and then she kind of like spreads the thing that releases her from the spell and you know there's like a moment of like um now you can be whoever you want, which is kind of like, you know, the whole big theme in the movie is, yeah. you know, getting away from, uh, you know, the your demons and your tormentors and your abusers to be, yeah. uh, you know, your true self. So 
Now the question is like what they're going to do with that character because Taskmaster is a huge villain in the comics. And so like, I'm so curious what, like, um, I mean, they really have like a blank slate with that character. Now they could do whatever they want, but, um, they're just such a cool character. I really hope they do. Like, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope she kind of just chooses to be a villain still just because I like Taskmaster as a villain, but you know, I'm probably going to be game for what I'm sure they're going to find something cool to do with that character. But yeah. And I mean, I hate to be that guy, but um, part of me wonders if, um, you know, the red room is like actually dead, you know, I mean, we, we, we saw um, what's his name? The, the big bad guy. What was his name? The actor, uh, Winston, <laughs> Ray Winston, Winston. Ray yeah ray winstone i mean we saw he was in like a helicopter and we saw it like just explode so you know presumably he's dead but like also you know i've seen a lot of movies and like we didn't actually see like his dead body and they didn't really give us a moment of like he is actually dead you know and so i can't but wonder if like maybe he's not dead or you know maybe the red room keeps going on and i don't know i could see them addressing this story again yeah no, for sure. I, I can almost guarantee that character is going to come back at some point. Um, I think the actress that played her was Olga Korlenko, who is, she's not a nobody. You know, she's been in some Bond movies and stuff yeah. like that. So I can see that actor, you know, coming back for more stories and stuff. Um, especially like the Hawkeye TV show. Like that seems like oh. a really natural um, place for that character to exist in. So. Oh, and they they directly linked these two as well where like the end credit scene yeah was um... man so <laughs> i get it's marvel and this is just what they do they always like tease into the next movie but i, I was so hope like when i saw that the ending post-credit scene start up and she's at like black widow's grave i was so like for a moment i got really excited because it's like wow they're actually gonna end on just like a, a moment to like grieve that this character's gone and done. <laughs> I was like kind of really surprised and like thankful that they were going to do that. <laughs> then they're like, Nope. And then like immediately it's like cut. Like <laughs> they do that Marvel thing where they undercut the emotional moment with some moment of levity. What's her name blowing her nose and like not giving a shit that <laughs> Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. Julie Weiss Pipes. Yeah. Is yeah. there. So uh, that was really disappointing to me. Um, but, you know, it's the post credit. I, I know they're going to put in an advertisement for the next film pretty much every time. And that was kind well, of it's a gonna be the for, Hawkeye yeah, show. Yeah, the Hawkeye right, show. That, so they're going to. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting just because I assumed that this movie was going to end with uh, Florence Pugh becoming the new Black Widow and like joining the Avengers. Right. And um, it didn't end that way. Um, instead, it sounds, it just looks like she's going to hunt Clint, you know, um, arrow, green arrow, um, Hawkeye, whatever yeah. Hawkeye, sorry, wrong <laughs> comic book series, yeah. but he, uh, sounds like, and you know, just guessing she'll end up connecting with him and then they will be teammates and then that'll be how they bring her bring yeah. him in. But you know, um, or she meets up with like his daughters kind of where I'm thinking it's going. Oh, totally. Totally. But yeah, you know, so I, I, I think, you know, yeah, they set it up, but I, I was, I, I'm with you. I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, interesting. It's just a somber moment. Yeah. Nice. I could get into this. 
Oh, never mind. They're Satan. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a really great. Like, I that would have been such a a relief. Like, it would just be such a cool way to end it, just because she spent so much time, you know, over ten years now in the MCU making these movies, and um, yeah, I just think it's an appropriate way to get rid of the character, or, you know, to finish that movie. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it would have been. Uh, you're not wrong. It would have been. And especially because, like, a lot of people complain about how she was short-shifted in yeah. Endgame. We're at the end of Endgame. There's a huge th- funeral for Tony Stark. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I I also think, like, from a character level, it makes sense that there would be a huge funeral for Tony Stark. And, right. like, you know, Scarlet or Black Widow is buried underneath a small tree. Mm-hmm. Just, it does make sense. One is a spy. One is a billionaire. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other big spoilers that uh, I wanted to talk about, but I think that's probably about it. The movie didn't have a ton of connecting tissue to like other films that, I mean, besides them just kind of bringing up like, you know, her family being really impressed with her for being in the Avengers <laughs> and stuff constantly. <laughs> right. But, I like, mean, so like the movie didn't tie in any other like Avenger Avengers. Yeah. Like they didn't bring in any like A-list Avengers or even B Avengers. Like remember yeah. the first Ant-Man movie, there was like Falcon in there. Yeah. Like they just let this movie be its own movie. And that was another thing that I really liked about it was that it just, it just was its own thing. Yeah. And um, I thought they just like, they knew what it was and they just kind of went with it. You know, I was, mm-hmm. like I said, I was really impressed with this movie. Me too. Um, the action was pretty good. Um, you know, again, I'm not super into the action with Marvel right now, but I thought like, you know, it kept me entertained. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you like, uh, you know, I'm not asking you for your ranking necessarily, mm. but like, do you think, you know, do you think it'll be in your top 10 or like, I... where do you think? Where do you think it'll end up on your uh, ranking? I think it will be in my top ten, especially upon re- rewatch. Because just now that we're talking about it, it's like I'm I'm liking a lot of the pieces of it a lot more than. Um, I mean, I I really really liked it when I saw it. You know, I think what, the first thing I said when I walked out was just like that was fucking awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. Like I just had a blast. Um, and while I generally like the marvel movies it's it's rare that i have that i feel that awesome afterwards as i did with this movie so i think it's going to be up there in the top 10 i don't think it's like quite on the level of like winter soldier and stuff but um yeah, yeah. i think i probably like it like pretty it's gonna be close to like homecoming ish area for me which is in my top 10 i think yeah yeah for yeah for sure and you know for, for me i i did update my list i i changed my mc rankings like all the time but yeah <laughs> uh, you know the, the rankings don't really mean anything but right. it's definitely upper quadrant um definitely pro- definitely probably top 10 you know we'll see if that changes with a rewatch and like it might go down or something but at this point you know i actually put wandavision and uh falcon Winter soldier in there too because oh, yeah. Box has those available yeah. I have WandaVision in like I have WandaVision at number five oh, because that's shit. how much I like. Yeah. yeah, like I know that might go down as well, but like I was so thoroughly happy with WandaVision, yeah. and then um, I have Black Widow like at nine, okay. which is right in front of Iron Man yeah. and Infinity War and Homecoming. So, um, right. you know, and that's just because like I thought the action and what they did with the characters was more interesting than Iron Man, and I, I'm I'm a guy who likes later on stories like 
I'm not as into the first movie where like, I think a lot of people give Iron Man credit because it set the table for everything. I'm much more interested in like, yeah, phase four when they're getting Mm -hmm. dirty with the characters, you know? Yeah. Um, And yes, that's why I have, I have it. Yeah. And at number nine. Yeah. Top 10. I think that's fair. I also think uh, just from like a film, you know, just from a film level, it feels like one of the more, like Kate Shortland had a really good like this is just one of the better directed uh, MCU movies to me because uh, they have a lot of hit and miss ones that are kind of like eh, if they gone with like a better director this movie might have been like I think she really nailed this movie and um, yeah for that it kind of holds it up a little bit even higher for me so yeah I agree and it's like again it's like interesting that she um, has like this past of making horror movies <laughs> yeah and then they bring her in to like kind of cover like the broad strokes of a movie about similar themes yeah you know it, and it's like i wonder if that's like what's going to happen with you know it, the eternals you know and, it seems like um, most like as i'm thinking of like the directors they pull in like scott derrickson uh tom watts like kate shortland Sam Raimi's making the new like these are all horror directors that moved into these action like family movies and it's like there's a weird blend there that just works like for whatever yeah. reason maybe it's just like understanding the psychology of making a horror movie work and like that just translates well into action and comedy and it, stuff but it might it be like, like the balancing of tones too where like yeah. with a horror movie you need to know how to like keep the tension there but also like inject some humor mm-hmm. and uh you know kind of switch the tone at will and it might be part of it for sure so. but all right well that was our review for black widow uh, first film in the phase four of the mcu and we got uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings the eternals and spider-man no way home are all still coming out this year so. Oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> and then that's not even mentioning like Loki's finishing. And Loki. is there another show? Out, like, is Hawkeye um, airing this year too? Hawkeye's, or? I think like it might be like early twenty twenty two, like January or something. But yeah, yeah. it's a lot of Marvel. But yep. I don't know. I'm in. I it's, it's I'm in. Good. I'm in. I'm unabashedly in. Yeah. So it's all good stuff. Um. So next week, do you know what we're reviewing next week? Um, we, not, we actually don't know what undecided. we're going to do next week. It's going to be Brandon and Sean, though. I think they might do the new Soderbergh movie, but okay. um, they'll, it'll definitely be Brandon and Sean. So. All right. Well, you can check that movie out either way. It's good. It's on HBO Max. Um, I don't think it's in theaters, but um, it's probably going to end up being a smaller movie that we do next week. But um... Yeah, unless we do Space Jam, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone really wants to do Space Jam. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Um, thanks for talking with me. And um, you can follow us all on Letterboxd, um, Monthly Movie Dispatch on YouTube, like and subscribe, and also on all podcast streaming platforms, I believe. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks.